Amy Kaufman. And I'm Lisa Damaris. And this is Appraiser Talk, the show where I ask Lisa, the Vice President of Appraisal Issues at the Appraisal Foundation, your appraisal questions. We answer questions from every corner of the appraisal profession, from consumers to appraisers and real estate to business valuation. Welcome to today's episode. Lisa, this is a longer question, so I'm going to jump right in. I own a house and I am going to refinance. I have found what I think is a really good comparable sale for the appraiser to use when they appraise my property. When the appraiser starts my appraisal, can I give the information about the sale to the appraiser and tell them this sale is the best indication of my property's value? Well, as always, there are a lot of topics packed into that seemingly simple question. I agree. How about you focus the answer on two things? One, a property owner giving an appraiser data, and two, a property owner telling the appraiser what their opinions are about the data they hand to the appraiser. A good idea. And how about I talk about this in the context of an example from my own personal real world experience? I think that would be really interesting. Okay, well, let's do that then. So I will use an oversimplified example from my 30 years of experience as a field appraiser. Oversimplified or not, I love hearing stories from the field. (laughs) Now, much of the appraising work that I did occurred in a city which has a major university. There was one area near the university where every single family home was purchased by investors and occupied by a very specific type of client, university students. The two-bedroom properties rented for $2,000 a month, the three-bedroom properties rented for $3,000 a month, and the four-bedroom properties rented for $4,000 a month. Sounds like rent was based on a bedroom count, $1,000 per bedroom per month. Yes, but actually only up to a point. Now, based on zoning restrictions, no property was allowed to have more than four unrelated parties rent and occupy each property. So regardless of overall bedroom count, every property was rented to only four students total. That meant that every property which had four, five, or six bedroom had the exact same rent total for the house, $4,000 a month. So the four, five, and six bedroom properties all commanded the exact same rent and they had for years. The investors then had always paid the same amount for the properties with the four, five, and six bedrooms. This was the conclusion that I had drawn over and over each time I appraised one of these properties. Now, here comes an appraisal assignment in that area. I went to appraise a five bedroom property and I met the owner at the home. So he handed me the following information on an identical five bedroom property that just sold for a million dollars. And he handy handed me sales on information on other properties, which were four bedroom properties, all of which sold for $800,000 each. He stated it was clear that the value of his property was $1 million since it was an identical home to his same number of bedrooms. Well, to make a long story short, after researching the market data and the sales, I found out that the home that he gave me, the information on the one with the identical floor plan, which sold for a million dollars, had done so because it had a very rare zoning exception on its deed that allowed that one individual property owner to rent the property to five unrelated parties. 
Thus, that one property was able to generate a total of $5,000 a month in rent versus the subject property, which could only generate $4,000 a month in rent. So while the house next door that he gave me information on was indeed identical to my subject property in all physical characteristics, that house next door was allowed a different use than the subject property, meaning it was allowed to have five occupants in that home renting, and my property was only allowed to have four occupants in the home renting. So that property was legally allowed to generate more rental income, which resulted in the buyer of that property paying more for it than any other five-bedroom property in the area. So even though I had been appraising in this area for about 25 years at that point, I had never seen this type of zoning exception. So it sounds like the point you're making is, regardless of if an appraiser is finding data themselves or accepting data from a party with an interest in the property that is being appraised, that the appraiser must treat all data the same. Yes, all data comes from a source that has a purpose that is typically not the same as the appraiser's goal. So we do have to vet all the data we find. So had the property owner been trying to mislead you by not telling you about the unique feature of that property's deed? In this instance, no. When the property owner gave me the data, he in no way had been trying to mislead me, to coerce me, to threaten me, or to influence me. He was simply saying, I think this is relevant. Can you consider it? He was a very knowledgeable and trustworthy investor that I had known for years and who owned seven other properties in the neighborhood. And even he was surprised to learn that this type of allowance existed on the deed for this home. What if this had been a circumstance where you were given data or information in such a way that was an attempt to try to influence you? Well, thankfully, this practice is largely controlled today. Up until the Dodd-Frank Act passed in 2010, there were no strong mechanisms in place to protect the appraiser from being inappropriately influenced, coerced, or even threatened. Additionally, in addition to Dodd-Frank, most states also have laws that prohibit others from improperly trying to influence an appraiser. Are you talking about appraiser independence requirements, sometimes called AIR? Well, AIR is a little bit different. AIR contains requirements that lenders follow when interacting with appraisers. It allows lenders to ask questions of the appraiser's work, but to do so in a way that is not an attempt to influence an appraiser. So for example, lenders can ask an appraiser to consider additional data or ask the appraiser to provide more explanation or information in an appraisal report. Air is basically another way that prevents an appraiser from being pressured to produce opinions and conclusions that are not their own. You know, appraisers have the very tough job of delivering information that not everyone wants to hear. But in our job, we do have protections that help us maintain independence and objectivity without undue pressure. And thankfully, the vast majority of people who ask us to consider certain data while we work on our appraisals do so in good faith and just in the interest of making sure we have information they believe is likely relevant to our assignment. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you'll tune in each week to Appraiser Talk. You can send in your questions to me at amy 
A-M-Y at appraisalfoundation.org, and you might just hear us answer it in a future episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Appraiser Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.